for like, I'm there to have fun. And all those people that were like me, sitting there, standing there, up against the wall, being afraid to come off the wall like a high school dance, that was not acceptable to me. And to this day, it's still not acceptable to me because I go get them. Yeah. Right. are you are you broken? Can you? I can't dance tonight. You can dance, and I make them come off the wall. I don't care if they're moving back and forth, but I want them to know it's okay. We don't bite. You're going home with your significant other. I don't want anybody to walk in the shoes that I walked in because it was, it freaking sucked. Welcome to Normalizing Non-Monogamy, the podcast where we interview incredible people from across the entire spectrum of non-monogamy to hear their funny, sexy, and fascinating stories as they take us on their journey. We always strive to bring guests on the show who have a healthy and positive approach to non-monogamy. However, everyone approaches it a little differently. And at its core, our show is about hearing, highlighting, and learning from the different experiences and approaches people have. With that in mind, it is important to remember that the views and opinions expressed by our guests do not necessarily reflect those of our own. So sit back, relax, and just accept the fact that your time with us will be spent in an awkward turmoil of laughter and arousal. We should also let you know that this podcast will hopefully include some explicit language. If that kind of thing offends you, we suggest you keep listening until it no longer does. If you're under 18, you either need to stop listening or go get your parents and you can listen as a family. The choice is yours. Enjoy. Hi, everyone. Welcome to episode 14. We're excited today. We have an interview with a couple, Ray and Dee, and they have a lifestyle swinging club uh, that they run in Ohio. Yeah, and we just wanted to do a quick disclaimer. Uh, They're not going to really talk too much about their club at all. Uh, The reason that we're having them on is that they're throwing a party called a Pendulum Party, which is modeled after a party that um, was sort of originated by some podcaster friends of ours, uh, By the By, which is a a party dedicated to making sure that by men and by women have equal sort of opportunity to play and explore. So... Mm -hmm. We, you know, it's our show. We don't want to sit here and run ads for tons of different people, but they're doing a really cool thing, yeah. and and we want to really support that because we don't think that that gets enough attention in the community, and yeah. so the we are going to let them talk about that. They only talk about it for maybe two or three minutes. They tell us all about how it came to be and what the event's going to be like, and it's a really cool event, so... Yeah, Just, and the rest of the podcast is their story. Yeah, and which is also a really awesome story, and they're really fun people, so you're going to want to listen. Yes. Also, we realized when we were editing the podcast that they didn't actually say the date. So the date for the Pendulum 1.0 party that they talk about is July 15th, 2018. You can go to our website, normalizingnonmonogamy.com, and find the show notes there and all of the links to their website and the information on the party is located there. Uh, Also on the website is going to be a list of all of the episodes of By the By podcast that discuss what a pendulum party is and how they run their parties in Australia. So, Yep, all the information should hopefully be very easy to find. Again, that's normalizing non-monogamy Dot com. Dot com. And if you can't find that for some reason, feel free to find us on Twitter under the screen name NNM Podcast and 
ask us. We can send you to the right place. But imagine if you can figure out how to spell normalizing non-monogamy. Hey, you know what? I'm just throwing our Twitter handle out there, too. All Trying right. to spread the love. Let's jump into the interview, and we'll see you guys on the other side. Whoopsies. Me again. <laughs> I just... I forgot there was one other very important thing that I wanted to mention. We've been getting some emails that our show is turning into a whole bunch of just heterosexual swinging couples. Which there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, considering we're that. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> but what I wanted to make clear, what we wanted to make clear was... Uh, that was sort of what we had to start out with. That was the people we knew and that was the people that reached out to us first. But... Uh, starting in about two weeks, we're going to basically be alternating between poly swinger, poly swinger, more or less from yeah, here on out. Um, that's our goal. Yeah, we've got, we've got some awesome interviews that we've done with some sing, single poly people, uh, some poly couples, some just all sorts of great stuff. So we, we, we hear you and we're doing something about it and it's going to be awesome. So stick around. And yeah. Now for, be patient with us. And now for real. Also, if you got beef and you want to hear more poly stuff because you're a poly person, come on the show. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, that's my, that's my two cents. <laughs> now for real, the last time. Let's get on with this interview. Let's do this fucking interview. Yeah. Well, thank you guys for taking some time out of your Friday night to sit down and chat with us. We've got a really exciting events coming up on your behalf. Um, talk a little bit about your pendulum party here in a few minutes. But before we do, do you guys mind introducing yourselves, a little bit of background of who you are, and, and we'll jump into the party and then your full story after that. Sounds good. I'm Dee. And I'm Ray, and we are the owners of Club Euphoria in Ohio, here in Northwest Ohio. We've been uh, running Euphoria for about five years, hosting parties, uh, house parties, hotel takeovers, bar at bars, meet and greets, um, you know, all kinds of lifestyle related activities and uh, and parties. And, and that's that's us. That's what we do. Cool. So do you guys mind giving the listeners a little bit of uh, background as far as like how long you've been together and approximate ages? I will be 46. I'm 34. And I picked him up in a bar. believe that one and when I met him uh, I told him you know we were both going through a divorce that I was using him for sex because you didn't want all my baggage and uh, seven years later we're still not married but I'm still using him for sex so we did get engaged (laughs) it it did it worked out It it worked out we got engaged back in March and we're we still haven't even set a date so huh. well congratulations anyway. Yeah, so thank, you. thank you. Thanks. Thanks, yeah. Um, you know, we've uh see we've been in the lifestyle for about five. six years probably now. Five, yeah. I don't know, five, six years. I don't yeah. know. We quit counting after so long. <laughs> um but uh it kind of the the reason the the way we migrated into the lifestyle, um was because I in my first marriage, um, the first person I ever slept with was my first wife. So I, you know, when I got divorced at 26 or 27, whatever it was, um, you know, I had still only ever slept with one person in my entire life. And she was the second person that I slept <laughs> with. Uh, we met, you know, and we, we got it on and it was great. And, uh, but after a few months, I was like, you know, I feel like I need more, more experiences and I need to, you know, there's just, I, I need to do more. I mean, there, that was kind of the, one of the problems in my first marriage was I, 
I didn't have any other experiences and I felt like I was missing, I don't know, some of the, something that, that was out there or, or just, right. uh, uh, you know, so that's kind of how we migrated to the lifestyle. As I told her, you know, I, I love you. I want to stay with you, but I also feel like personally, I need to experience other things and, and see what else is going on out there. And, you know, um, for my own curiosities and satisfactions and, and whatever. So that's kind of how we, we, we started in it as looking for a, a single female as a third. And after about a month, we were like, well, this is not going to happen. You know, like, we were like, <laughs> okay, well, this is not as easy as it was supposed to be, you know? <laughs> so then we just kind of, uh, we just jumped in full force and, uh, you know, met some couples and went on some dates and, uh, you know, I guess the rest is history. So they say. And D, you, it sounds like it didn't bother you too much. Maybe it, it seems like you were on board pretty early. Um, I was because, I mean, he's, he's pretty special to me. And he came home from work one day and I just told him. So um, I created us this profile on SLS and let's, let's see what happens. And I wasn't too sure. And man, let me tell you. That drama, that ugly green monster, I had it bad. Oh, my God, the jealousy. Oh, my God, that was horrible. So even like, though you were just using him for sex, he, yeah. he was, well, was still a, special for uh, it. Huh? Oh, yeah. No. Oh, my God. You know, well. I'm like a bad penny. You can't get rid of me once, that, <laughs> uh, <laughs> once I got my claws in. It turned, yeah. She, she caught feels right away. Yeah, 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 whatever. <laughs> but I just... I wanted him to experience more and I wanted to do it with him because like he said, he'd never, he'd never experienced life coming from, he came from a very religious upbringing. Me, not so much. I'm wild as hell. So I had lived, he had not even begun to live. And I was afraid with him soiling his oats that he was going to leave me. Sewing? Sewing. Sewing. <laughs> I don't think I'm soiling my own. Well, you soiled them suckers, let me tell you. I've seen him get pretty damn dirty. Oh, you that... play. <laughs> wow, that escalated so, quickly. Let's drink more. <laughs> so, but I was afraid he was going to find something better. So I got very jealous. Very. Oh, it was bad. And it was not an easy start. I mean, it was it was rough for us. And there was a lot of fighting and carrying on and we broke up for a little bit, but we, you know, we worked it out. And it's definitely been a learning process for us, you know, kind of. So, um, so that's why we kind of do some of the informational stuff and uh, have seminars and uh, try to help some new people coming into the lifestyle and people who are curious because, you know, we, we kind of had to learn things the hard way. And it, for a while, like she said, it even it cost us our relationship for a little while. So, yeah. you know, there wasn't all these podcasts. I think there was what, um, life on the swing set and maybe yeah, two more few, but out there. There but certainly wasn't all the information. There was right. no information right. out there and it was like, damn. So, you know, we went to desire and we met another club owner and okay. he was like, you guys have what it takes. You guys need to go to Ohio. That's a dead market. And he told us, I want you to do pretty much A, B, and C. And so he goes, here's my number. Don't give it to nobody. So we came home. I said, honey, I want to do this. He's like, no, we're not doing this. I'm like, oh, come on. It'll be fun. So I roped one of my lifestyle friends into doing it. And the our first meet and greet, he had to work. And I was messaging him. We had 
a hundred and some people show up our first meet and greet. I was like, what the hell? (laughs) (laughs) Our second one, we ended up taking over a bar. And so I messaged him and I'm like, so this is what happened. He goes, well, you don't need my help. You got what it takes. And I'm like, no, 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 I need more. How, how, why? He's like, you'll figure it out. Good luck. And Oh, this was the other did. club owner. Yeah, because I don't know what the hell I'm doing, right? Yeah. You know, just like you guys learned your podcasting from fellow podcasters, we had right. to learn club, you know, etiquette and meet and greets from other club owners yeah. and other business people. And it was not easy, but we're still here. <laughs> and we're having fun. <laughs> yeah, and that was what six years ago, you said. Yeah, it'll be six years ago in August. We had our first party. It sounds like it was pretty much right after you guys started swinging. Um, it was about. Wasn't, a, wasn't that long? Wasn't that long? We kind of went to some other parties and and we had fun and uh, uh, I don't know, just around the area, some of the parties we went to, um, we felt like not. I didn't want to disparage anyone, but uh, just felt like we could do better uh, you yeah. know uh, I, I mean honestly I, mean, I think you that's an honest answer it was it, that was we were like you know I really feel like uh we're we could be pretty entertaining especially if we've had a couple of drinks and uh <laughs> right and I, you know I can uh I can make a lot of different like I made our whole a lot of our equipment and our all a lot of our play furniture I made our light up dance floor so I've actually made a lot of our uh club apparatuses and stuff and I said I could you know we could get going on this we could do this and uh and, and I, she said, I really wasn't on board right at the very beginning. Um, and then all these people showed up at that first meet and greet. And I was kind of blown away. And I'm like, wow, this is right. I, I thought there was going to be like us and the waitress and like two couples were going to show up. Because <laughs> yeah. you know? when we started where we had it here in, in Toledo at the time in Northwest Ohio and Southeast Michigan, there were at that time, I think 13 other lifestyle clubs, Okay. so to speak, you know, um, everybody fighting for fighting for territory it was almost it's almost like a biker gang so to speak everybody wanted territory everybody wanted the people and it's not easy here um it's not easy in michigan but you just you just got to keep going you got to keep pushing and and keep moving forward and now (laughs) there is that i know of in southeast michigan one party Mm-hmm. Other than that, it's 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 pretty much us. You see, like some littler parties, but there's only a few signups. We're pretty much we're it. This is all. It's yeah. it's just us now, and it's like, oh boy. Yeah. You know, it's, that's kind of the nature of the beast, though. Yes. In the lifestyle, you know, clubs, people, whatever. It, it all comes and goes. It's yeah. right. an ebb and flow. Ebb and flow, yeah. like the tide. Yeah. Well, yeah. I wanted to say that you know the. We definitely want to get back to more of your story, but the, the one of the things that really caught our attention when you guys said hi on Twitter was you guys are a club, but you're you're also doing something that not a lot of other clubs are doing, and you're throwing a party in what two or three weeks here that's very unique. And I was hoping you guys could talk a little bit about that and sort of the what the origin of that party and and how you guys are going about it and how it's looking for you. Uh, pendulum. Yep. 1.0. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm a huge podcast listener. It's, if you guys don't know, I'm, you know, I'm, tw- I'm a Twitter whore. <laughs> <laughs> I, I loved, I love Twitter. I love interacting with anybody and everybody that's podcast related because you all have taught me so much and I don't, there's, I, there's no other way for me to pay it forward to you. So by the by podcast is 
probably my third favorite podcast of all of the ones I listened to. And I was, I'm so intrigued with um, Bradford and Angela and their bisexuality and the, the rawness of it. And so I get so turned on when I hear them talk about their pendulum parties and how they've gone. And me, I, I'm just like, oh my gosh. So I reached out to them and it's like, hey, I follow you guys. I don't know if you know who I am, but I want to do a pendulum party. Can you help me? And they were just like totally blown away. Like, are you serious? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I just think it's a great thing that you guys do. And we've got a lot of uh, five men that have started circling, yeah. <laughs> circling our club, like sharks in the water. And I said, so the, in the past few months, we've had multiple by men um, sign up and come to our events and they've approached me and asked me if Ray was by and I'm like no he's not but you know thank you um, and then they want to know is by play accepted at your house parties and it that it took me for a surprise because that's never been asked which it's oh it's always okay for by women right but yeah. the stereotype with by men is ew no we don't want to see that So I had to choose my words very carefully so not to offend this gentleman. And what I told him was, I'm going to be honest with you. If you go out there right now and start by play, the mood is going to, it's going to stop. And the men will probably run and go, I'm not seeing this shit. They'll probably pack their stuff up and leave because there is a lot of homophobia in this lifestyle, believe it or not. Mm -hmm. I said, but there's a lot of us women out there that will be busting through the door because we want to see that because I want to see that because I like to see that. And I said, but if you want to take it to one of the private rooms, have at it. But then again, tell me because I want to be in the corner watching because I'm, (laughs) you know, I'm a creeper like that. And, you know, we laughed about it and I thought, and then it, it kind of bothered me. Like it's good for the women, but it's not okay for the men and it's just a lot of that it's just it's been bothering me so when I reached out to him I said can you help me I'm like can you help me I have this club can you help me so just to to clarify real quick the pendulum party is a a party where bi men and bi women are both equally accepted and bi play is allowed everywhere and anywhere between anybody and everybody correct correct yep okay just for anybody that's not uh, the third favorite podcast is by the by. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, anything that's not familiar with that. And, and just to clarify, we're the first two. Yeah, yes. <laughs> exactly. exactly. <laughs> so I reached out and they were, they were, they were shocked. And I, you know, he's like, like, you know, listen to our first, you know, few pendulum podcasts. And I did, I went back and I listened to at the time, all five of them. He's like, if you, you know, Brad said, if you have any questions, just ask. And so I started asking around. We host our meet and greets at a gay bar where they hold drag shows. So I started asking the the gay men at the bar, are you gay? Are you bi? You know, I just, I want to hold this pendulum party. And they didn't, some men didn't know what it was. And so I said, those that swing both ways. And I've got a huge response back from them. And then... I asked another female friend what she thought, and she's like, well, that's interesting because I've hosted educational classes on this very subject. And I'm like, shut up. (laughs) (laughs) So with her help, and she's very active 
in the FetLife community with and in the bi community with bi men especially, she's going to give the educational part of it because I am not educated enough in this. So I, I want to learn from her. Mm-hmm. Um, we're just going to talk about, you know, safety and, you know, cleanliness, what to do before, what to do after. So I messaged by the buyback and said, I'm going to do this. We're going to call it Pendulum 1.0 and not to take away from your name, but still give you credit. You know, right. it, you know, all of their episodes are listed on our website so that people can go back and listen. And then because this party is turning out to be the informational parts turning out to be a lot bigger than we thought it was going to be. She messaged me earlier and off of her site where she's listing it, she got 13 signups. And the last I counted, I think I had 17 couples, um, six male and three female that are signed up for this. And then it looks like I'm like, okay, well, looks like we're going to have a pendulum 2.0 where we take this into action. Yeah. (laughs) Right. So, so to clarify, this first one is just an informational, like a meet and greet where, where there's going to be some learning and some presentations. It sounds like by somebody who, who educates on this kind of thing. Correct. Okay. Is it the same evening or is it a whole weekend? It, it'll be it'll be a different night for the 2.0. Okay. Okay. Very yeah. cool. And for anybody in the area or who maybe wants to fly in for this event, where when <laughs> or is drive it? In. Yeah, when is it and where is it? And I guess give people the quick details and then we'll jump back to your story. Okay, awesome. The Pendulum 1.0 is in downtown Toledo. Um, it's at a they, they're now changing it to an alternative lifestyle bar because the swingers have taken over almost. And <laughs> so it's, it's become a lot of fun down there. The bar is called Mojo's, um, but we are taking over the, the drag stage for okay. that day because that part of the bar is closed. So this is a private only event. You know, okay. you've got to be on our list um, just, you know, for the sake of pe- keeping people's and is it a, uh, is it a free per, event? It's five dollars. Okay. Okay. So cool. I can pay her for her for her yeah. expertise. Yeah. <laughs> and so what we'll do for anybody who's scrambling to write all this down while they're driving, we're gonna put all of the information in our show notes on our website and a link, link to your website. And a link to your website for Club Euphoria. So everybody can go get everything they need and they don't have to write anything down. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. So back to you guys. You so you you started dating, you started swinging, then you got jealous, and then you decided to open a club. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pretty much the normal, yeah. the yeah. normal road. Well, that's that's too. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, that's just how it happens, you know. <laughs> so how how did you, I guess, work through some of your jealousy? Uh, the hot tub. That I, desire. Well, the hot tub at Desire was, woo, some crazy shit happened. That might have been the creation of some jealousy, actually. Yeah, yeah. You know, when we got, Desire, actually, at Desire fixed us. It it fixed a lot where we were broken. And we came home, and we got a hot tub, and that we would just, like, lay it all out in the hot tub. And then once we got out of the hot tub, it was like once the lid closed, the whole, everything, the subject was closed Mm -hmm. and then we would go on. And then there was a lot of crying and a lot of fighting because I just, I was, I'm so afraid that somebody was going to take him away. Right. You know? So when you, when you, I think think that's, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. 
I was just going to say, I think that's, uh, you know, that's what breeds the jealousy in a relationship is the insecurity. So it yeah. takes time, um, especially when you, you jump into swinging fairly new in a relationship. You haven't had the time to build that trust and that, uh, you know, when you've been married to somebody for 30 years and you've reached, you've officially reached that stage, like, yeah, I, you're not going anywhere. We're too invested. Nobody's leaving. You know, sure, go fuck Angie in the corner. I don't care. I know you're coming home with me. You know, they're like, hey, when you've been dating for like three months and all of a sudden now you start opening up your relationship. Um, you know, so our relationship was still very new right. when we got into it. And we hadn't really built that trust with each other that, you know, yeah. um, so that I think that, that kind of helped breed some of the jealousy. And so it just took some time and a lot of talking. Um, podcasts, some of the podcasts helped, and uh, but mostly just um, sticking a toe in the water and uh, a little bit, and then you know, kind of back up, talk about it, maybe a little more, and then right. back up, and talk mm -hmm. about it, and, and it progressed slowly after we had to take those few steps back, you yep. know, because we had issues. Um, then it progressed very slowly, and and we kind of just yeah, made our way back in. It was interesting you say too, though, that that people who have been together for twenty or thirty years that they're not worried about that, but. I imagine on the flip side, they probably look at it and say, oh, well, do you not find me attractive anymore? And I bet it brings up a whole different set of insecurities. So I, yeah. Right. I mean, right. I, Absolutely. But I, yeah, I also really. wanted... Oh, go ahead. Um, you know, I think that when you've been together with someone for whatever, uh, a long time, uh, you know, the, they say variety is the spice of life. I, I think that is absolutely true that, uh, sure. it, it, you know, it doesn't have anything to do for me anyway. The way I look at it is whether you're attracted. I mean, I'm always going to be attracted to be, uh, you know, that's a, that's not, uh, just a physical attraction thing. That's a chemistry. It's a bond, um, yeah. you know, so that's deeper. Um, but there's the, the physical attraction part is, I mean, I'm always going to look at women when they walk by, if they got a nice ass, I'm going to turn and look, it's, I don't know, that's part of that's something inside me as a man, I guess that, and it's nice to be, uh, you know, in a relationship where you don't have to hide that and you don't have to come home and fight because she caught you looking at somebody's ass as they, you know, right. um, so that, that whole variety thing, I think even for couples who've been together for a really long time, uh, we know a lot of couples actually who have been together for a long time and they will, they'll tell you right to your face that swinging saved their marriage. Yeah. That, you know, they were ready to get divorced. And the only reason that they were able to to stay together is because they found this lifestyle and realized that they don't have to cheat on each other. They can do it together. You yeah. know, they can enjoy it with each other. So Yeah, you know, we definitely I, heard that over the years too. And I'm, and I'm happy you said that because one thing that you see a lot on the profiles that people write are, it's like they want to overemphasize how like we're our relationship's perfect. There's nothing wrong. We just want to. This is something we want to explore. And I and I think that's great for some people. But I don't see anything wrong with if your relationship is struggling and and you think that this is the thing that might fix that. Like I don't see anything wrong with that. If if you got into this and it made your relationship stronger or it saved your relationship. I don't think there's any shame in that no. and, and being able to say, hey, yeah, we went through some rough shit and now we're doing this and we love it and we're stronger than ever. And Or even if it didn't save your relationship, yeah. I mean, you can, it's something to try it and maybe it didn't work and yeah. I, you go your separate ways, yeah. but you would have done that anyway. Right. So. Right. 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 Yeah. Usually it's, it's kind of a double-edged sword, I think, because usually uh, the advice we give people is that if your relationship is going poorly and it's not in a good place, you probably should not be migrating into the lifestyle. That's the general, you know, the, the yeah. that's the, your, the safe advice to give most people is like, this is not, usually it's not going to 
yeah. save it. It kind of holds a magnifying a people, glass up to the problems. And, right, right. There's yeah. different situations for everybody, and a lot of those sure. people are younger people who, um, you know, they, they think that they can jump into this. And, um, I found that mostly the couples like I was speaking about where they've told us that, you know, this saved their marriage. or It was, it was people who've been together for a very long time. Uh, you know, they've been married 25 years, and they just were – they just needed a change. They they needed to try something at new. They were bored. They had no spice in their sex life anymore. Sure. Um, so this in that in that way, you know, that saved their relationship. Because right. I just don't want to throw that out there and be like everybody who's, you know, right. if, if all you do is argue with your girlfriend, you should go fuck other people together, and then everything no. will be okay. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't always work. <laughs> I, I was wondering if if you could elaborate on how desire like you said it fixed a lot of the problems that you were having. And we actually had a very similar revelation when we went to desire, we weren't necessarily having tons of problems, but we were sort of on the verge of getting out of swinging because we were just sort of fed up with the environment. Yeah. We had a lot of stressful stuff happen in our lives at that point too. And going to desire just like kickstarted our relationship again. And just, it, it was an amazing week. And we came back from that, like way more rejuvenated than we had been in years. Mm -hmm. So yeah, if, yeah. If, if you could talk about yeah. your guys' experience, that'd be sure. wonderful. Um, we we were talking, but living in different different households. He had his, I had mine, and I was like, you know what? I'm I'm going to Vegas. I'm gonna go to Vegas. There was a big lifestyle event, you know. Even though we weren't together anymore, and I we deleted, you know, our profile. I created a single female one. And so, I, so you guys had tried swinging, and this is one during one of your breakups, then. That our, 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 yeah, our breakup, and because I enjoyed the people and the lifestyle, I didn't, I didn't want to swing, but I wanted to stay connected to the people. So I thought I'm going to go to Vegas, and I told him I'm going to Vegas. He's like, "You're what?" I'm like, "Yeah, I'm going to go to this lifestyle thing," and he's like, "Why don't you see if you can get your money back and let's go to Mexico? Let's let's go." And I'm like. I'm not, we're not going to, I don't know if that's a good idea. And Swinger Diaries, they were telling us, oh, you guys got to go. You got to go. It's magical. It's, you know, heaven on earth. You have to go. So finally I'm like, all right, let's go. So I canceled my, my trip to Vegas and we went to Desire. And the moment we walked in, it was like, oh, wow. There's just like an energy in the air. And there's something there that bond you. I don't know if it's the sand, the alcohol, <laughs> the suntan lotion, but there, there's a special aura about that place. And it, it, it's a magical place. It really is. And the moment we got there and how nice the people were and just so complimenting and just, they make you in the staff, they make you feel like you, you, there, there's nothing in the world. There's nothing better. And at that time, in place and moment is exactly what I needed to fix what was wrong with us. And I, and I, and I, I can't explain it, but I don't know, maybe it's, you know, special swinger voodoo, but (laughs) it's it's the water down there. It's the water. Exactly. It's the water. And I can tell you, you know, listening to all these podcasts and all the people that's ever gone there, you come back a different person. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You come back stronger and happier and the love there is just, it just, it oozes love. Yeah. And, and all of the, all of that 
combined, you can't come home and say, we're getting a divorce. Not from after that. There's just, there's no way, (laughs) you know, and it just was like, it was magic, you know, sparks, woo, you know, all the, the, you know, the, the things you, you hear, you know, in, in romance movies, it happened and we came home and it was like, wow, this, we're going to be okay. You know, because somebody there says it's going to be okay. Right. So what did the, what did the progression look like when you guys got home and the, the journey from there? How did it, how did it look? Um, we became inseparable. We just started, we, we started going to concert. We went to every concert we could get tickets for, and we started venturing out and going to any and all lifestyle parties that were happening. And instead of me standing up against the wall, judging people and being afraid, I came home and I'm like, they're like, who are you? Cause you are like out of control. I was the queen of the dance floor. There was, I was the only one there. I didn't know if there was anybody else watching, but it was just me and it was him. And we started making friends. Yeah. A lot of friends they are like, you guys are fun. What, you know, you're not the same couple that where you used to sit over there and just not get up and dance. And I would just mingle and talk with everybody, give everybody hugs. And I, cause I was happy. I, something that was broken got fixed. Yeah. And it, 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 it was pretty damn awesome. Yeah. It's almost like you, first of all, like gained a lot more, tr- your relationship to each other, you know, gained a lot more trust in each other during that trip, mm-hmm. but also you personally gained a lot more confidence and happiness in that trip, which obviously went and yeah, it carries over carries into your over, relationship. Yeah. Into your relationship, yeah. into your life. We had a, uh, a couple of good play experiences on that first trip to Desire. Um, and it had been, you know, like we'd said, there had been a lot of drama and jealousy and, and everything involving the lifestyle leading up to that. And, of course, you know, with our separation. that um, So, you know, we, we had a, an amazing week there. We had a couple of really good, sexy, erotic play experiences together. Um, and that was really, I think, kind of the stepping stone to like, hey, we can th- – this is possible. We can – we could have a great sexual experience with other people and not have it end horribly with yelling and screaming and a fight on the way home. We can just we can go back and have some more sex in our room, or we can go and and uh, you know order some some uh, room service or whatever and sit around and talk about what just happened and how sexy it was and and uh, you know that fact that we could uh, have those experiences and not have it end with a bunch of drama. That was really the big uh, yeah yeah thing that helped us go forward from there. You know. So when you guys came home, did you get back into the lifestyle locally and start building on that? And yeah, we just we became like <laughs> we are, we were those people. Here comes Mr. and Mrs. Party. <laughs> when we walked in the door, we made our presence known. I was already you know a few cocktails in, and I just got loud, and people were like, "I'm there to have fun," yeah. and all those people that were like me sitting there, standing there up against the wall, being afraid to come off the wall, like a high school dance. That was not acceptable to me. And to this day, it's still not acceptable to me because I go get them. Yeah. Are you, are you broken? Can you, I can't dance tonight. You can dance and I make (laughs) them come off the wall. I don't care if they're moving back and forth, but I want them to know it's okay. We don't bite. You're going home with your significant other. I don't want anybody to walk in the shoes that I walked in because it was, it freaking sucked. And I will do anything in my power 
to help anybody not be the drama couple. Right. You know, or have to not have anybody to talk to because they don't understand the feelings that they're having. Yeah. So yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll do whatever it takes. And if it, if it doesn't work, at least I can say I tried. Yeah. You know, yeah. where be, when we started, there was, we didn't, we didn't have anybody. There was nobody that I could call and say, Oh my God, this is happening now. You know, just, it's just, it's just, it's crazy. But I, I never want anybody to walk in my shoes. Never yeah. ever. No, I think that's awesome. Yeah, no, that's amazing. I mean, it's it's really cool that you took your experiences and have decided that that you're not going to let that happen to anybody else. At least yeah. not. No, if you can help no, it. they they call me Mama D. <laughs> <laughs> they do. <laughs> I'm just the, I'm just the mom. I'm the mother hen. I'm always wanting to make sure everybody's okay. Yeah. Right. You know. So when when you guys started this, did you? Did you guys lay out, like I know a lot of couples, they lay out all of these ground rules and we can do this, but we can't do that. Did you guys do that at the beginning? And, and since then, have those rules morphed? <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, we laid out a whole bunch of rules. And, uh, <laughs> you know, rules. what was acceptable and not acceptable. And uh, we found that more often than not, you get into the moment uh, in the heat of battle <laughs> and, uh, and, and things just I don't know, things tend to go out the window and it was really um you know we tell people um if we're holding a uh, a newbie seminar or something we tell them hey if you lay out ground rules before an experience you know you have to stick to those don't renegotiate in the middle of of having sex with a couple yeah. stick to your ground rules <laughs> and then afterwards you can talk about your experience and renegotiate you talk you know if you want to change things but for i, I was uh, you know, <laughs> yeah, I, I, was, whole... I wasn't very good at taking my own own advice, yeah. I guess. And, and so pretty much what it, it came down to for us is uh, as we got more secure, a lot of the rules um, that we started out with. And gosh, I can't even think what a lot of the I rules do. were in the beginning. But... Do, remember when our first date, we were like, no kissing. What the hell is that? That is so stupid. Yeah, that, <laughs> that, that, that lasted a whole one date. So yeah, that didn't go over well. And that just feels it's so it's so hard not to kiss. Like yeah. that's the first thing you do. You're like, and then if you go in to kiss, and then you're like, oh wait, I can't do that. And then it's just not. That's just awkward. Like, my dick, my dick is like, what are you even doing right now? Yeah. Like, you're, you're so yeah. confused. It's yep. yeah. And then it was we had <laughs> yeah. Uh, we only we could only finish together. Remember that one? Because yeah. we can control yeah. orgasms because we're that magical, right? Um, <laughs> yeah. That there was that one. Over, over the years, they pretty much have come down to now that, uh, you know, we just always use protection. And, uh, you know, we tell usually beforehand that somebody mentions that, hey, don't try and stick anything in her ass, okay? Because yeah. she's like that. But, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, that. But pretty much just, uh, you know, uh, now the only rules really are to make sure that you're safe and, and use protection. Yeah. And, uh, and other than that, we're pretty much open to whatever, just... Right you know, play it by ear. And if yeah. we're doing something that you don't like, we'll, we'll tell you. And, yeah. yeah. Communicate. Yeah. On, yeah, the, yeah. on the lines of protection, do you guys, um, how do you guys handle like the conversations around safer sex or not safer sex? Sorry. Well, yeah, safer sex, but also getting tested and, you know, t having that discussion is not always easy. It's not always sexy. And do you guys do anything to promote that at your parties or just between the two of you or the four of you or the 12 of you, however many there are in the room at the moment? <laughs> Well, yes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, obviously, we provide, uh, you know, usually we, we all of our parties are BYOC, so we tell everybody, make sure you bring your own condoms. We always put some out at just anyway, just to try and promote safety. And, um, you know, we 
usually keep out gloves and lube and condoms and whatever, you know, and anything that you need to make sure it's a safe and clean environment and that, you know, um, but as far as testing and stuff goes, to be honest with you, it's a conversation that it doesn't come up as often as it should. Yeah. Um, we yeah. found that very, it's very, very rare for a couple that would, you know, before we would play, they would, somebody, and it, it, like I said, it should come up more than it does. It should, as a responsible swinger, we should talk about it more than we do. Right. Um, but right. it just seems like you get partying and having fun and you start drinking and you're, and, and it's like, you forget to say, Hey, have you guys been tested? Uh, you know, do you know any recent partners or anything? Has anything come up that we should know about? Um, anything like that, but it's definitely a conversation that should happen more than it does. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and, you know, regular testing, um, I, I try to tell people that are new, like every six months, mm -hmm. unless there's some mm -hmm. kind of a symptom that would come up, um, you know, you should still get a checkup and just, uh, you know, get yeah. a test. And, but and make generally sure you find people in the lifestyle are more cautious about their health. Yes. Mm -hmm. yes. You know, we have a, a, a women's, you know, just a women's only thing. And they'll, they'll you know, we'll, we'll put it out on the line up oh, time to go get, you know, time to go get tested. Or, yeah. you know, we had one, one girl filmed hers. Wow. You, know, you couldn't see them doing it because she, you know, she's like, you know, we need to make sure that we promote safety. And at the end of the day, all the kissing that we do, we're more likely to catch the damn flu versus an STD, honestly, because swingers are so cautious about practicing safe sex yeah. and getting these two to three quarterly, you know, these, these checkups. Yeah. So I think that's part of the reason why it just doesn't get brought up as much as we think it should. It's because we're already doing it and we're assuming everyone else no, is doing it. You do it and you try to take responsibility for yourself. And I think it it's a very awkward conversation, right? So yeah, it is. It's, it's hard to bring it up to other people and to be like, hey, so, uh, you know, is your shit clean? And uh, have you, you know, lately, what, have you gotten your stuff checked out? And, you know, before, right before you're about to go have sex with them. It's a really, it, it's a tough one to, to get through. I think it's a good conversation to have if it's a prospective couple uh, that you're thinking about playing with, mm -hmm. you know, a week before, a month before, whatever, you know, not like maybe right before you're about to play because it's just, <laughs> I said it's it's not very sexy, you know. Yeah, it's tough. It's definitely not easy, but it's it definitely puts people's minds at ease knowing going into a situation that the people are at least thinking about it. You know, I yeah. No, it so. makes the playtime easier, at least in our experience, mm -hmm. if we have yeah. that communication of some sort with the with the other couple. But right. like Dee said, I in our experience as well, the couples in in the swinging lifestyle have I guess tend to be a little bit more attuned to their bodies and taking care of themselves and making sure they're playing safe and getting checkups. You know, a lot of times I think people, I don't know for sure, but other people that aren't necessarily in the swing lifestyle, that doesn't come up as much, I wouldn't right. think. So. Unless, unless they have yeah. a reason to. Right. 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 Yeah, yeah. Unless uh, some kind of a symptom or something would occur. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, we, uh, we get a lot of questions from a lot of uh, newbies and stuff about oral sex and uh, barriers and, you know, do you use a condom for blowjob and should we, do we use dental dams for, uh, you know, for cunnilingus and, yeah. and yeah. stuff like that. And, uh, you know, I'll tell them, look, I'll be honest with you. Uh, we never have, we never, we never used dental dams when mm -hmm. I went down on another woman. Um, we just, it, it's something that's never happened. Um, we've seen, yeah. <laughs> right. Right. And, and, you know, we, we've seen some people using, uh, you know, oral barriers in the lifestyle. 
Um, and we absolutely tell it. We're like, that is a great idea. You should, if you're, if you're worried about it, you should absolutely do that. Um, you know, and that'll help you keep your mind at ease. And, uh, but that then usually the next words out of my mouth are that in this lifestyle, if you're going to do this, there is a certain amount of unavoidable risk that you assume. Yeah. Um, it's just part of the deal. Um, so you have to decide for yourself. Everybody has to decide for themselves. What is the acceptable amount of risk that I'm, you know, that we are as a couple, we're willing to take right. in, in yeah. this lifestyle. Right. Yeah. Right. And if that risk, if you want, if you'd feel better, like you said, about using condoms and dental dams or saran wrap for, for oral sex, then please go ahead and do it. And I don't think you would, if you were with another couple that wouldn't respect that boundary, then obviously that's not the right couple for you guys to play with. That's mm -hmm. right. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. I mean, before, beforehand, that conversation, definitely the rule conversation definitely has to happen beforehand. Right. Right. Um, and so that, you know, if that's a rule that they say, Hey, before we go down on each other, we need to have uh, oral barriers. And uh, you know, if that's not cool, then yeah, yeah. yeah that's definitely yeah. not the right couple. Yeah. Yeah. And I was just going to real quick plug a, reference to and i don't know which episode it is but i'll put it in the show notes a life on the swing set episode that was pretty recent where they went really in depth into oral barriers and which ones to use which ones not to use the ones they've tested so I'm, i'll put that in the show notes because if there's people listening that they're like oh i wanted i haven't thought of that i want to do it they're, it's a really good resource they do a pretty mm -hmm. in-depth discussion on it so i'll put that in the in the notes um, yeah awesome and the other thing i want to just quickly mention is that if I know sometimes getting tested at your doctor's is not always the most fun. And if you, there's a website that we found that we've used and love that you can go and um, just make an account online and then go get your blood, take your, give your blood and yeah. urine sample and they do it all without having to go and actually tell your primary care physician. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, yep. Oh, that's great. I get yeah. a lecture from my doctor every time. Yeah. yeah, she she always asks me. She's like, "So how many partners have you had?" And I'm like, "Well, since the last time I was tested, I don't know, six or something, you know, or or whatever yeah. it may be." And, and you know, and to be honest with you, usually it's more like one. Like yeah, because we're yeah. so busy. Two or one, you know, right. like yeah. <laughs> the numbers aren't what they used to be. I'll tell you that. But, you know, even even when I you know, say it was five, six or whatever, and she just gives me that look, you know, yeah. and she's like you need to, you know, be with one person and you need to stay monogamous, you know, and you need to, yep. and she will actually tell me that she'll actually say, you know, if you're worried about catching something, you need to just be in a monogamous relationship. That's the only way you're going to be safe to know you're right. not. You yeah. Know, we, not. we went through the same thing and we found this website and it's, it's, it's STD test express for anybody who's interested in it. It's awesome. You just go to like LabCorp or quest and get your blood drawn and you can like make an appointment for that day. And you usually have your results the next day online. It's, yeah. it's super fast. Yeah. And if something, if you do need to talk to a doctor afterwards, yeah, if something, talk to a doctor. well, and yeah, and they give you recommendations if something mm -hmm. does come yeah. back yeah. abnormal. So absolutely. Yeah. I'd like to get the information for that so we can share that with, uh, everybody and you know absolutely it'll be in the show notes yeah just like everything <laughs> yeah. Else. Right. We'll, send we'll send it over to you and we'll too. send you guys the link too so um i was curious for ray have, have you experienced any of the jealousy that that d experienced or have you been pretty much uh you know i've i had maybe small twinges of jealousy um but never anything you know to the magnitude that she had but it's been kind of a lopsided especially in the beginning when we were having those kind of jealousy issues. 
um, I guess I was kind of the one pushing the action, you know, so I was like, hey, let's do this. Let's, you know, we go here we go. Um, and trying to kind of push some of the playtime and some of the. Um, so as the the person who was kind of, you know, um, initiating that, uh, I, I suppose I'm less prone to jealousy as opposed to the person who is looking at it from there over here going, ah, I don't know. And, you know, um, so. I, I suppose I kind of put her in the position to be the jealous one a lot of the time in the beginning. Um, and that's probably why we ended up, you know, where we did. Right. Because um, that's not a good position to put your partner in, obviously. Sure. Right. Sure. Um, so, uh, you know, not, not too much. Um, okay. Yeah, it's been pretty. Uh, also, because like she said, her biggest fear was always that somebody was going to take me away, right? That I was going to fuck some hot young girl. And then all of a sudden I was going to be in love with her and that was it. And, yeah. Um, I was going to be gone, you know, um, with, with her, I've never doubted for even half a second that she completely loves me and that I don't, I've never worried at all that she would, you know, fuck some other guy. And then all of a sudden she was just going to be like, you know what? I don't need you anymore. I found like, it's just never even crossed my mind. Like I, you know, I know that she loves me and that, yeah. um, that she's not going anywhere no matter right. what. You know? Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think it, it is easier as the person who brought it up, but I, you know, I, I don't think it's unheard of too, where somebody would bring it up and then they'd get into it and try it and be like, well, holy shit, I did not expect yeah. this to, to pop up out of the blue. So I was curious if that had happened, but yeah. congratulations that it hasn't. <laughs> uh, well, you know, not yet. No. Not yet, that's right. Yeah. There's, you know, there's always, always a first there's always time tomorrow, for everything. Right? Sam, Elliott, Sam Elliott hasn't come to one of our parties yet. <laughs> <laughs> so that'll be the game changer. You know, yeah. everybody, everybody, I think, controls their emotions differently, you know, yeah. and uh, as D, she, she wears her emotions out on her sleeve, and she's very, uh, you know, if there's something wrong, like, you're yeah. going to know it, she's going to talk, and I tend to be very, a uh, much more controlled, and I, you know, if I'm feeling something like that, I take a step back, and I, I'm like, okay, immediately, I do, like, a self-analyzing thing, and I'm like, okay, right. what's going on, why am I feeling this way? Do I need to stop this? Do I need to, can I, is this something that's going to be okay? Do I need, you know, and so I guess rather than getting, letting myself blow up, I'm, I'm just kind of that person where I've, I don't know if I hard, I, I, I haven't lost my temper. I can't even remember the last time because I just kind of always start to immediately analyze what's going on and try yeah. and, mm -hmm. you know, fix yeah. it. I was curious, so have you guys come across any experiences or any times where one of you started to have feelings for somebody else and or have you guys pretty much it's hasn't been an issue and I, I guess along those same lines do you typically like do like the one night stand type thing or are you uh like we want to meet friends and make those friends with benefits so we can see them over and over again and well being uh being in the the industry that we're in um we it's what do they call it social swinging Mm -hmm. our, our, our net group, our real close tight knit group. It's, I mean, we're probably talking five, 600 people. We know a lot of people by name, just rapid fire. I mean, um, so it's, it's a lot of social swinging yeah. okay. and <laughs> which, yep. which is great. It's, which is, which is awesome. Um, but to be emotionally getting attached to anyone. Like he said, I wear my heart on my sleeve. I, 
I cry a lot. <laughs> I cry just about every day over something. It could be the Hallmark commercial on TV. But where it comes getting attached, I have become attached to all of our our members, but not in that I love you, what you were thinking. Um, I just, I don't understand the poly lifestyle. I could, I just don't know. I have so much love in my heart for everyone, but he's the only one that I could possibly give, give my whole self to. So you can, you can answer yours. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we, uh, you know, one of the things that, uh, that's a question we get asked a lot, um, when we give a, a newbie seminar or something is, uh, how do you deal with, uh, how do you keep yourself from, from catching feels for someone, you know? And, uh, um, in the beginning we where I should say more specifically, I, uh, decided to kind of dabble in the poly lifestyle a little bit. Um, and we met a couple, uh, they were great. We became wonderful friends with them. Uh, I really got close to them. Um, and you know, along the road we decided, Hey, we're going to give this whole poly thing a, uh, a shot. And, uh, I developed feelings for her and, you know, in, in a non-sexual way, him, you know, he was my best friend and, uh, so on and so forth. And, um, you know, that contributed to our relationship falling apart. And so I always tell people that are, that are new to the lifestyle that swinging and, and poly are two very different things. They, they're not the same thing. Um, and if you want to protect your relationship and you're afraid that your partner is going to, uh, you know, fall in love with someone else, or they're going to get emotionally involved, mm -hmm. then you need to have some pretty clear rules about uh, what's acceptable and what's not. And, uh, I tell them that communication is that the sex isn't going just be having sex with someone you're not that's not going to make you fall in love with them right, right. When you go out to a party yeah. and i said it's uh it's communication that that you fall in love with you fall in love with someone's mind and their their you know their intellect and their humor and their um so if you're worried about uh falling in love with someone i tell people then you can limit contact right uh with couples that you play with you can limit how often you play on how if you're if the opposite sex of each couple is allowed to privately communicate with each other, yeah. that's a yeah. big one for us. Yeah. We don't yeah. like, for us, it's fine for her to communicate with whoever, because I trust her completely. Um, it's not an issue. I really limit my communication with the opposite sex of other couples, um, especially if they're a couple that we play with just for that reason specifically, because it's, it can sometimes that line can get a little gray where you're having mm -hmm. sex with someone, especially if it's on a regular basis, especially mm -hmm. if it's like a, a partner that you're playing with fairly regularly. And now you're talking to each other all night at work and you're texting and laughing. And especially if it's a private conversation, uh, it's sometimes it's hard to see where it crosses that line, you sure. know, and, and all of a sudden you're like, wait a minute, I think I'm starting to feel something for this person. Right. Um, so, so that's, that's a good way that, that we practice a lot, or I do yeah. anyway, is I limit contact with the opposite sex of any play couples usually right. that we're yeah. yeah, a couple of things on that. One is I wanted to just make clear, too, that they are very different, but there are people who who manage to do both at the same time, which is very fascinating oh. to us, right? Yeah, they, absolutely. Yeah, it is yeah. fascinating. <laughs> and, and the other one was something that you said that I think is super important that's come up a few times is you have rules for you and you have sort of rules for her and they don't necessarily have to be the same rules. So I think that was really kind of uh, nice that you're like, Hey, she can talk to whoever she wants. I've decided to self-regulate and not do this just to spare her feelings. But you didn't say, well, if I'm not going to do it, you can't do it. So I think that's really, that's really 
enlightened of you that you don't have to like impose your rules upon her just you know i think it's i think it's fantastic yeah well it it shows that within each couple people have you're still your own person yeah and you can work out rules for each other but somebody might be in a different place than the other person and that's totally okay Mm -hmm. yeah absolutely you know when it comes to to her like i said i've I've just always trusted her completely and so after the whole uh poly experiment with us in the beginning uh, there was a huge break in trust there. And you know what they say about trust is that it's very easy to gain, almost impossible to get back once it's broken. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, we worked a very long time and uh, to get that trust back. And that's not something that I'm really ever willing to put yeah. on the line or risk again for any lifestyle, for anything. Um, so, like you said, it's just something that I self-regulate because, like I said, it can uh, it can get into a gray area kind of quickly and without even realizing it. So it's something you have to be careful of and, and constantly be aware of, you know. Yeah. Right. Along the same lines, I think you said about the texting thing. I know that in our experience, a lot of the couples we talk to, we do a group chat and a lot of people do that. Um, but I think it's respectful of, of certain of couples, too, that if, if you're going to want to talk with the opposite sex or one on one with one of the other cu- people in the other couple, it's good to ask that of that other couple because you don't know what their rules are. Mm-hmm. And I think before you just take off and start texting one of them, you know, I think it's it's just respectful to be like, hey, do you mind if I leave this group chat and say something else? Or I don't know. I just I think that in yeah. our experience, no, I, that's I, nice I, to do. I, I completely agree. I think I look at it just like anything else in the lifestyle. If we were at a party and I wanted to kiss you or I touch you or I would ask permission, is exactly. it okay if I were to kiss you? I think it's just like that, um, especially even I'd say even more important than that, because now you're dealing with emotions and with a potential for there to be a lot of drama. So I think right. that asking yeah. permission is absolutely the correct way to go. For, yeah. 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 I wanted to ask one question. I know it sounds like the, you know, swinging lifestyle has given a lot to your relationship um and there but there's also been challenges as well do you foresee any chance in the future of stopping at all of it and closing it back off for me i'll tell you the answer is no i i just can't see not being part of this lifestyle anymore it's it's ingrained in our entire lives now everything we all of our friends we don't even have vanilla friends i mean it's just not even fun to hang out with a lot of vanilla people anymore Yeah, Uh, yeah so it's really it's really our lifestyle is almost our, our lives are kind of centered around the lifestyle yeah. for the most part anymore. Um, you know, it's, it's like you go out to a bar with a vanilla couple and you sit there all night and you drink and talk and then just go home. And, and I'm, like, <laughs> I'm like, how do you go back to that now? Like, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm walking out the door and I'd be going, wait, wait a minute. Wait, what's going on? We're not going to like, we don't, we don't flirt or kiss. We're not going to fuck. We're not going to do any, like we just, we just talk and then go home. That's so basic. What well, are we and doing? Not, and yeah. not talk about anything personal either. I feel like. Right. Yeah. yeah. Isn't that the great thing about people in the lifestyle though, is you become close friends immediately almost because there's almost nothing that's off the table. To talk right. About. Everything's yeah. open, you know, it's like, yeah. what have you got to hide from someone when you you're naked, when you meet them? You yeah. Know, like, yeah. Well, we get asked that a lot. If, if the we're done with euphoria, would we be done with the lifestyle? And it's like, no, people, they'll leave it. And all you do is you think about all the sexy times and all the sexy people and everything. And it's always in the back of your mind. Mm -hmm. And I just, you just, I don't think once you're in it, I don't know how people quit it and stay away because I just, I, we couldn't, we just, my God, it would be just, 
it would tough, be tough, especially if you've tough. had good experiences. You know, right. if it was all crap and you all you ever had was trouble and drama, yeah. then it's fine, you can quit. But once you've had good experiences and seen what it can be, it's yeah. very tough to yeah. just not want that. And so, you know, now I hear when all like you podcasters, you get emails from people saying, you know, how do I how do I get my wife into this? And I just I my heart almost breaks for them because it's like they really are missing out on some of the most amazing times in their lives. And it's like, you we only got one chance at this life, you yeah. know, just try it. You know, I just, you know, it's just, I don't know. I, I just, I can't imagine where we would be today without it. Yeah. I don't think we would be together. I honestly, I think he would have, he would have had to go out and, and soil my oats. And yeah, soil go soil some more oats. <laughs> and, soil, and soil his oats. Yes. Crap on my oats. Crap on, crap on, crap on his oats without me. And you know, and I just, you know, I'm just, I'm so glad we're we're doing this together. You yeah. know. And you know, I'm, I'm up for just a, you know, he gets me into some crazy shit, man. But mm -hmm. you know, I, I'm along for the ride. You know. Mm -hmm. And there are times I, you know, drag him along for the ride. You know, this trip to Naughty in New Orleans is. I've been wanting nothing more. And finally, it's like, I'm going. He has no clue what he's in store for. <laughs> I wanted to know, Are you seem pretty public about uh, your lives. Are you out to your family members? And I, and I know you said you don't really have vanilla friends anymore. So do people know? <laughs> it's not something that we really actively hide but it's not something we advertise either yeah um, that's fair yeah i mean Go with I'm, your not, family. I'm not yeah to my family i i mean i have suspicions that some of them do know i'm sure they do know your mom um, i know she knows but <laughs> it, it's not no i don't like go tell my family it's not it's one of those things that you know i just don't feel like it's any of their business right um, right you know, so i'm like i said I, i'm not ashamed of it and uh you know if people find out i don't really care yeah um, or if they really flat out ask you you would tell them yeah, I mean, it's not, uh, I, I stopped caring what other people think a long time ago. So, you know, they, people don't like it. That's it. But like I said, most of the people we meet and know are in the lifestyle. So it's not really ever been an issue. So. Yeah. As for me, <laughs> I had to, I didn't have to. I chose to tell my family. Um, one day when he was in Detroit picking up. DJ equipment and I was at work. We had a water main pipe break in our upstairs bathroom and it ran down the walls and it flooded our sex dungeon. Oh, and no. my two teenage kids were home and I had to tell them to go down there, which they never had gone to the basement. They thought it was a workstation to turn the water off. And when they went down there, they found the whole 50 shades room. <laughs> and when I, by the time I got home, um, they had to call the neighbor lady over to turn the water off. And she was like, hey, Dee, nice basement. So at that point, we knew the whole neighborhood. <laughs> was like, Dee and Ray are freaks. And I just, they were like, Mom, what is going on down there? And as we're cleaning, I just told them, tomorrow, I'm going to have your sister and your brothers come over. And we'll just talk about it. But I mean, the by the time I got home, the ceiling had caved in. The microwave was sparking. We, oh, we had no. a mess. Oh, so no. the next day, when my kids came over, my three sons came to get my, all of my oldest, my four oldest kids, they live out on their own and they came home. Um, when I told my sons, they like, we drove over an hour for you to tell us that you're a freak. They're like, mom, we already knew this. They're, and 
you know, they just kind of, I think they understood, but they didn't. And they went about there and they're like, we're leaving. And my, my daughter proceeded to pretty much tell us that they have been playing cards. What they were doing was parallel play mm-hmm. and soft swap, but didn't know there was a, a lifestyle for it. Okay. So that apple does not far, fall far from the tree. And she's a um, teenager. No, she's, she's married. Okay, no. <laughs> she's, yeah, no, she's in her 20s, and, you know, um, at our real big events, Halloween, New Year's, my son-in-law and my daughter work the door for us, mm-hmm. and they've had other couples that have hit on them at our parties, and she's like, before you go any further, I need to tell you who my parents are, and then they're like, oh, God, no, you're, like, off limits. No, you're Dee's daughter. What What is wrong with this situation? <laughs> But everybody that comes, they, they know the story that, you know, my kids know. And I've told all of my sisters and they're like, we've always known that you were the black sheep of the family. And then they laugh, but they're like, you've always lived life to the fullest. We would not expect anything different. Yeah. And so they make, you know, they make little jokes and, you know, always elbowing me. And I'll elbow them back, and then I'm always messing with them. But you know, they they're like they don't care. Yeah. And it's because of these these damn cell phones and social media. You can't get away from sex. Yeah. So they they weren't as surprised as I thought they were going to be. It's because it's so out there now. Sex is so well, mainstream. That's one of the things that when the especially talking to teenagers and stuff, uh, you know, like she said, we have a couple of teenagers now. You know, we're in an era of, of the, we're in the, the Me Too era now, uh, right? Where right. Uh, it's women, we're empowering women, um, putting them on an equal platform with men in, in every aspect. Hopefully, you know, uh, something got brought up the other day about slut shaming and how it's okay for boys to, you know be having sex with people and, and, and it's a great thing for that. Not okay for girls. And, and, uh, you know, that kind of plays into the conversation, uh, especially with, with about the lifestyle is how the lifestyle empowers women to, mm-hmm. you know, to take possession of their own sexuality and be able to explore their fantasies and, and do the things that they want to do, um, without having to be ashamed of it and feel like they're being judged by society. Yeah. Yeah. No, I couldn't agree with that more. Yeah. I, I don't that know that. Sense. Yeah. You said it pretty much perfect. So, well, we're, we're sorry your basement flooded, but it sounds like it's a pretty cool result. <laughs> it's okay. We, every, we were able to save everything. We were able to save everything. Good. <laughs> Except for my Christmas decorations. <laughs> I guess I'd rather the save the sex toys. <laughs> oh, thank, thank God, right? <laughs> it, it was a mess. That's for damn sure. <laughs> well, one of, one of the last things we usually ask people is if, if they could share a few resources. I know you mentioned some other podcasts. Are there any resources, podcasts, or books, or anything that you guys have found useful for you guys before we wrap things up? Oh, my goodness. I don't want to leave out any of the podcasts because they all have <laughs> – I just – I want to promote all – all the podcasts because every podcast has something has a story has a, a lesson you know a just so I don't I don't want to pick out like my my favorites but obviously you know by the bias third um, <laughs> <laughs> by the bias third and I'm gonna I'm, sure. yeah, today, yeah you get different stories on all of them I love the stories you know yeah. it's always good to hear that <laughs> yeah. everybody's got 
funny stories. If you've been in the lifestyle long enough, you've got li- lifestyle bloopers. That's oh yeah, yeah. funny so, and yeah. awkward situations. So what, oh. real quick, then yeah. what's what's the funniest thing that you guys have had happen to you? <laughs> <laughs> oh God, which story? Well, I know what it is for me. It's getting Go ahead. naked in a closet. Oh my God! <laughs> yeah, with Swinger Diaries in Cleveland. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, we were having some playtime with a couple, and uh, I just said it was the, Paige and Ben. <laughs> okay, well, you know, we want to name drop anyway. Um, but it, anyway, uh, we, we were we were having fun, and uh, Dee and uh, and Paige were having a good time, and uh, for whatever reason, uh, you know, nervousness and uh, I, 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 God's honest truth, I wasn't really feeling that great either. Um, and, and things weren't working for me. I, I just couldn't get a heart on. I, it was just, it was like, I was like at 26 or 27 years old at this time. And usually like a stiff wind made me hard, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so all of a sudden we're at a club and this is one of our first experiences very early on. And all of a sudden I'm not getting hard and I'm like, Oh my God, I'm panicking. And I'm like starting to sweat really bad. And I'm so, you know, I got really embarrassed. And, and so I was like, I have to go to the restroom. You know, I'm not feeling good. I gotta go. And so I left the room, but I just left naked and like went down the hallway to the locker room and there's a little closet in there, like a dressing room. And I go in and I'm just, there's like a little bench and a mirror in there and it's just a tiny little closet. And and I'm sitting on this bench and I'm kind of having a pep talk with myself, you know, and I'm like, Hey dude, what's going on? You know, let's, let's get things together here. What's, what's happening right now. And all of a sudden a bunch of people start coming in and they're getting in, dressed in the locker room and they're all in there talking and you know, and they talk for like five, 10 minutes. And then uh, another, some other people are coming in and I'm sitting naked on a little bench in a closet and there's no lock on the door. It's just like a regular door handle. And, and so I'm like holding the door handle with my hand. Cause I'm, I was terrified that somebody was just going to open the door like to get into this little changing room. And I'm just going to be sitting there butt ass naked and just like wave at him. Like, <laughs> Hey, What's up, but, guys? but you were at a lifestyle club, so I mean, it wouldn't have surprised them too much. I, I guess no. It, I mean, it just would have. It, it would seem weird, I suppose, even <laughs> at a lifestyle club. Uh, but needless to say, after about twenty minutes, the the locker room cleared out. I went back to the room, and they were all gone, and my clothes were gone. Everything was gone, and I, so I didn't know where they were. And I went walking around this whole club for probably another fifteen minutes, out on the dance floor, out in the bar area, by the pool tables, through the playrooms butt-ass naked everywhere, <laughs> trying to find them. And finally I find them and she's like, what the hell happened to you? And throws my clothes at me. And, you know, she's mad because I disappeared. And, and I'm like, you know, it's like this traumatic situation for me here. And I'm like, Jesus Christ. Now, after everything else that's happened, she's upset. And we're going to have to argue about this on the way home. Like, you don't understand what just happened to me. You need to back up for a minute here. You know? But there was redemption in March. <laughs> Yes, there was. There was redemption in March when we got to have our big orgy on the beach. Yes. Well, luckily, Paige and Penn have turned out to be some of our closest friends in the lifestyle. uh, We've had plenty of opportunities to play with them since, which have gone much better. Excellent. I like picturing you butt ass naked in the locker room, like, oh my gosh, like, what is, what are people doing? What is, who's going to open this door? Yeah, seriously, you know, you can picture a grown-ass man sitting there naked with his legs crossed, like, <laughs> holding onto a doorknob like this, and just terrified, like, oh my god. <laughs> How am I going to explain this when some guy opens the door, and well, here I, I sit. 
I feel like that may be the perfect place to uh, to end it. Mm-hmm. I think that's a good way. That's a good image for people to leave in their head. <laughs> Naked yeah. men in a closet. Yes, yeah, that's, that's a good sexy image of me for everyone to keep burned in their, into their mind. Excellent. So, uh, yeah, thank you guys again for taking your Friday evening to chat with us and for talking a little bit about Pendulum and and thanks for putting together an awesome party. That's something that we really like to promote here and. Yeah, and well, and just thanks for creating that club, your club yeah. in general, and all your parties that you've thrown. I think that is you've obviously found a niche in your area, and a lot of people sounds like they love it. So I just yeah. thank you for supporting the community and doing that. And um, yeah, and the pendulum pendulum party sounds amazing. Yeah, and congrats on all the success. Oh, thank, thank you. you, guys. It's thank our pleasure. You. Yeah. And it's just our way of paying it forward, I guess. Absolutely. Well, and we will, we, again, we'll put all the information in the show notes and we will hopefully keep in touch with you guys because you guys seem like a lot of fun. Yeah, definitely. So great talking to you guys. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Thank Good you. Good night. Hello, we're back. Since nobody ever listens this long that we can. <laughs> I, I think people do. I think they turn it off right when they hear the music start. Oh, maybe. Anyway, we're back. Uh, one quick reminder, the dates for that party that you're definitely going to want to check out, the Pendulum Party, July 15th, 2018. So if you didn't listen to this episode promptly, tough titties. <laughs> you missed out. Well, maybe they'll throw another one. You never know. Yeah, you 2.0. Can, 2.0. Well, no, that's... 1.1. 1.1, maybe. 1. You can also, they can also go listen to the buy, buy the buy episodes on the Pendulum Party. Or fly to Sydney and go to the Pendulum Party. There's and, lots of options. Yeah. So, we'll stop rambling, but we wanted to just quickly plug next week's episode, which is a very fun interview with some fellow podcasters, Chris and Karen from swinging along so we will be back in a week with their interview bye everyone